You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from British Columbia, the beautiful Sunshine Coast, and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klohomin Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome to the listening audience and to my fellow presenter, Jill. Good day. Hello. Yay, <laughs> there she is. Yay. It's always nice when it works. Okay, so on the show today, um, this is episode number 94, uh, we're going to be all about composite charts, which is a technique. I think it's only been recent, hasn't it? I never even thought to look at the history of it. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I can remember. Yeah, I know that there's books on it. Doing the calculations by hand years oh, ago. <laughs> <laughs> that calculation thing, yeah. Hmm. It's basic math, but it was time consuming. <laughs> oh, very time consuming. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure. Yeah, anyway, maybe one day we'll figure that out. Okay, so, um, and to follow along with today's presentation, I am actually going to, you know, share a screen for those who are on um, watching this on YouTube. So that gives the address at the top of the page of uh, my website, which is www.cardinalastrologyalloneword.ca. And if you go to the radio tab, and then scroll down. Um, the latest episode is always at the top of the list. And of course, the other thing that is an option for people who have unlimited phone time, um, you can actually call in, ask questions. We would love to be challenged to bring you live on the air. Because I'd I, love to, for you to be challenged to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I would too, actually. So it's 604-485-0088. Yeah. So um, anyway, let's, uh, let's kind of start with, okay, so the actual mathematical piece is there a, lit, a chart is literally constructed from the finding the midpoint between your sun, my sun, your moon, my moon your ascendant, my ascendant, etc. So what is required though, and Jill was quick to point this out last week, is you actually have to have accurately timed birth charts. Otherwise, yeah, not so much. Not so much. No. Yeah, don't go down because, this road. Because the house positions are the important thing, not the sign positions in a composite chart. Yeah, yeah. And the house positions are determined by what the rising yeah. sign is. Yeah. And the rising signs are dependent on having an accurate birth time. So that's yes. why that doesn't work for yes. yeah. Good inaccurate birth <laughs> Yeah. So then once we've got a constructed chart, how are we going to read it? And like Jill said, it is more about the house positions than it is about the signs. Um, and so the ascendant will show how the world will see that couple and or partnership because you can actually do composites of more than one person um although not with your computer i don't not with my computer i don't think i can with mine actually and but yeah, i don't know i don't know I try, that, yeah i did yeah. try that year, many years ago yeah and it really gets difficult because the math is yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're just going to say between two entities, way better. <laughs> whether yeah. So whether it's a business partnership or you and your lawyer or yeah. Okay, so uh, the moon is, I see it as the safe haven that the relationship creates. Uh, The sun, the light that shines, you know, like whether that couple radiates or that business partnership, yeah, um, creates a radiance. Uh, Mercury, their style of communication. Uh, Venus, values and types of relationship, Uh, you know, so... What one might look like a romantic one, let's say the Venus in the composite falls in the fifth, that may, you know, that may just say lots of children. It may just say this is an affair. Um, yeah. Or, or, or a lot of creativity. Exactly. If it's a relationship. So yeah. it's always about the relationship, not the individual. Exactly. The yeah. And that's, that's the piece to really keep in mind. It's not oh, this is about him or this is about her. No, no. it's about the entity that is the couple or the yeah. mother-daughter you know, mother, or... Yeah, you know. yeah. And the relationship is the entity. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Mars, the kind of juice and challenges uh, and Saturn, rules of engagement. Um, in, other, in other words, what, what's it going to take for this to work? So for an example, I thought I would start with uh, myself and my hubby. And, um, you know, it took him three tries to get it right. It only took me two, but (laughs) that's okay. Um, But both of us feel incredibly blessed in this relationship. So very quickly, though... um, you know, obviously back in the day, I did look at this because, yeah, I realized that I could get serious about number two, and this just might be the guy. So, I mean, just as an aside on the sinistry, we both have a fire rising, we both have an earth moon, we both have a water sun, that just works really well. Um, and then we've got some nice aspects between um Venus and Mars and all that other kind of good stuff. So does that always play through to the composite? Not necessarily, nor does it always play through to literally the relationship. Now, in our case, it did. So let me, Jill will let me know, does that work? Did the composite come up? Yep. Oh, good. Okay, so there we go. Okay, so in this um, composite, Uh, We can see, you know, I will take the sign on this on the Ascendant because I think people do see us as a couple um, as kind of not, I wouldn't say futuristic, but definitely the Aquarian side of being good friends, like friends within ourselves, right? Like we're each other's best friend kind of thing. Yeah. But it also states, because Saturn rules that Aquarius, that rules of engagement are incredibly important, and they are. Um, our relationship moon is Scorpio, so it's full body expression. Probably leans a little more towards my side of the scale. <laughs> but well, it's interesting that, that your sun sign is the moon sign in the... Yes. Yes, and his moon sign is the sun sign in the composite. Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, I hadn't really 
picked up on that. And what's also nice in the composite is Jupiter, which is sort of the, the one that can cut the most amount of slack and be easygoing. It does a nice aspect to both the sun and the moon. Yeah. And, and the sun and moon are sextile each other too. Yep. So there's a sen- sense of ease there because yep. of the moon within yep. the relationship. Yeah, yeah. And we do. We often remark on to each other that um, we both feel lucky, like very yeah. lucky. Yeah. Um, now, that's not to say that there isn't any juice in this relationship. You'll notice that <laughs> Mars is conjunct Pluto. <laughs> But again, that's, well, actually, I have seen him get really angry with me maybe twice in 24 years. Whereas me, I go off like a volcano periodically. But, but, the, other, but the other piece of that, this, you know, this is the composite. So yeah. this is, is kind of your relationship with, with other people in a way. Yes, I suppose. That's true. And, and there's a passion and intensity there and a you know, with Mars-Pluto. Mars-Pluto isn't bad. It's not a bad thing to have. No, no, it's just powerful. It's incredibly intense. Mars can bring passion or it can bring anger. It's not one, you know. Yeah, one or the other. That's true. That's true. What's interesting, though, and I'll get your take on this, because so our third house is ruled by that Mars, and um, I'm really eclectic when it comes to friendships right? I have friendships across many philosophical divides and personality types, although really wimpy people don't really work really well with me. (laughs) But, you know, and, and so I will make friends with people that Lair is like, no, 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 do not bring them into my house. Why are you bringing them into my house? And I'm wondering if that isn't a little bit of that Mars conjunct Pluto. Yeah, ruling the third house of neighbors and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, could be. Could be, yeah. I, I think also there's the square from, you know, that to the Jupiter. Yes, and yeah, it does form a T-square. So, yeah. you know, you're comfortable with it doesn't mean you're both comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so that's where conflict can come. Yeah. doesn't mean it has to be conflict. Yeah. But, well, we know. just, you know, one of the things that um, that we really did establish is that Venus, Saturn, Neptune up there in uh, together, you know, I mean, in the ninth house, our rules of engagement was something that we um, laid down very early in the beginning. And um, one of the primary rules that our relationship operates with is it's, Neither one of us have to um, take care of the other person's emotional experience. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, that's how you feel is entirely up to you and it's entirely up to you to fix it. So in other words, that idea of accepting that the person is who they are, that they will never change because you ask them to. They might change, but not because you want them to. <laughs> And yep. that has that has held us in really good stead. That particular point of view. Yeah. 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 And and you know I think that's something you've both learned because that Chiron in the twelfth is wearing that. Yes. Venus yeah. And Saturn. It's like you've both had lessons in yep. how it feels to be hurt, <laughs> and you honor that. You know. Yeah. I think that's part of that. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. And it's, you know, when you own it, um, and for me over the years, what what that has come to mean is I own my choice. I choose to be with him. And, you know, there are times when that means I've had to make a compromise, but I always remind myself, I'm choosing this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't build lists because lists are just pointless. And yeah. 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 Well, and as with other charts, there's an interesting pattern if you look at it. You've got kind of a, most things on the yes, the western side of the chart. Yep. Not the moon, and, but you know. Yeah. Everything. So it's more about personal. It's almost, it's like a bucket with that Chiron handle. So yeah. there's that. Or Jupiter well, handle. Either way, there's kind of a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 either way. And so, you know, you've got, you know, if it's the Jupiter handle, there's an understanding. Yep, and there is. And again, that's from, you know, the roots of the whole relationship. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's, as you were saying, that's where the philosophy behind the relationship was laid down at the... yes. And it's, yeah, it's Taurus, so it's grounded, it's fundamental, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, we, we think it is. <laughs> okay, enough of us, enough but of us. But there's the excitement piece, because you got Uranus squaring uh, Saturn there, but also yeah. trining the moon. So, yeah. it's like you're both, you're both comfortable with a level of excitement. Oh, I it? have to be. He does have Mars it? conjunct Uranus natally. So. Well, you accept your, you both accept <laughs> your, your oddities, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Uranus is, is, you know, working on stuff that the other person, you know, which is different, you know. Yeah. Oh, neither, very much so. Yeah. Neither, neither of you within the relationship and therefore in the, the relationship itself from a how this relationship works perspective or what you work on it's not it's not normal <laughs> no it isn't you know and what's interesting too about that uranus in the sixth is if you ask lair to describe it he said the way we live together is like bachelors <laughs> you know we each have our own shtick right yeah. Well, in a sense, Uranus can be about friendship because friendship is the eleventh house, and Uranus, yeah. in my world, uh, rules that. Yeah, that Aquarius. Yeah, equaling Aquarius kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, moving and rules, on. And it rules your sun. Yes, exactly. Com- exactly. Yeah. Composites, and I shouldn't say yours, but the composite has ended. Yeah. 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 Okay, so moving on to Jill and I. I thought, oh, well, heavens, if we're going to do a composite, this is like a business scenario. So, I mean, besides having, you know, mirror oppositions. Oh, it's also a friendship scenario. Yeah, well, but we've done a little bit of business together, too. Yeah, so it's both. Okay, I, I, you're using the whole signs here, so it looks strange to me. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, the composite, I think. Is it in whole signs? Yeah, no, it is too. Although, so um, one little unusual scenario uh, that was discovered when I did these two, and I worked it both in Placidus and in whole sign, and it comes out the same. But because our ascendants are like literally to the degree opposite each other, then um, 
the ascendant ended up in the seventh house, but that's not the way we're going to read it. Anyway. I think really what that says is that the ascendant is both. Like yes. You yeah. Really, you know, so there are elements of Capricorn and, and Cancer, you know. Yeah. With, as, as the ascendant, right? Yeah. Because, and, you know, that's true of anything. At the, it includes its opposite. But in, that, in the case of where you have, like if you have two people whose sons are exactly opposite. Yes, you would get the same. Could happen every day or their moons, any of their planets. Then it, you're going to get that. And yeah. it's, it's kind of like, yes, it's that, but it's also the opposite because, because of the nature of the opposition between those two. Yes. Yeah. Planets. Yeah. So yeah. if you were to look at us from just the point of view of sinistry, we have sun squares, which that isn't always a great thing, but we do have an elemental similarity in our moons. So we can be comfortable with each other, even though the direction that our lives might take us in, sometimes we'll run into each other. But yeah, the moons are compatible, Capricorn and Taurus, so we're good to go. And she's got all that other Capricorn stuff. I understand her mind, you know, the rules of engagement, Venus there. So there's some nice and, sex and, styles. And, yeah. And our, our Mercuries are sextile each other. Yes, so. exactly. We don't always agree on stuff, but we can discuss yeah, things. We can discuss it. Exactly. Exactly. Our Marses, where's our Mars? Mars in Scorpio and mine's in Libra. Well, I have a confused Mars. We both know. <laughs> it just doesn't really know what it's doing. Okay, so let's look at the composite between us. Okay, so it's a very odd-looking thing, I thought, but um, I kind of liked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say about this? I should get my pull up my little happy notes here. Uh, okay, so I did take the MC. It uh, that Saturn, Neptune, Mars. I love that. It means we will work. This relationship will work hard to present ninth house. Um, behind the MC there, you know, our philosophical in a balanced way, I just thought, you know, and we're talking esoterics, you know, really, astrology. Yeah, I just, well, I love that. The 10th house is how, how the, the world out there yeah. perceives the relationship or the, how, yeah. you know, position yeah. of colleagues yeah. in the world kind of thing. So, yeah. 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 And I thought it was kind of interesting, the uh, Venus-Mercury thing in uh, the 12th house. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I wasn't entirely sure what to make of that, other than we've had long periods where, you know, we might shoot each other a, a happy birthday on Facebook, and that's been about it, um, uh, or, you know. Or nothing at all for you. Yeah. You were away truck driving for years. And yeah, exactly, exactly. But but it's the kind of relationship where we just kind of like, it was like yesterday anyway. Well, we, exactly. And there's that moon down there in the third, you know, where we're going to make it familiar and uh, an ease. Yeah, like sisters, sort of. You could say that with it being the third house. Yeah. And there's a, there's a healing aspect with Chiron yeah. and 
tri- uh, sextile that moon as well. It's yeah. like yeah. we're we're it's a it it's a relationship in which that is that is aided. Yes. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And where yeah. we where we actually might be helpful to others as well. Yeah. Through. Yeah. You know, present, maybe presenting this kind of information because you're well, we, we, we can hope. We can definitely hope. <laughs> well, the moon is trining Uranus there. So yeah, yeah. That pulls it into that aspect pattern. So That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Jupiter in the fifth. So we, um, you know, we're, we can be creative. We can cre- be, yeah, yeah. Creativity well, is definitely part of Mercury, it. Mercury too is it sextiling that stellium of you know yes, up in, at the yeah, but it's also trining Pluto. Oh, so, so it is in the eighth house. We will transform oh, people with our true. words. <laughs> Yeah, the <laughs> is not to be, you know, chatting about the weather. <laughs> no, no, exactly. And, and you know, neither one of us could actually do that. I know. No. Um, no. Yeah, in my life, um, you know, there have been moments where that kind of, you know, yeah, conversational level just leaves me cold. Yeah, no, I can't really even get there <laughs> very well. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that yeah. sort of speaks to the Venus in the twelfth, I think, which rules the midheaven. Right. Yes. Right. So we're not neither of us, or as a as a pair, as a whatever relationship. Yeah. Without sort of being out there in a big way. I mean, yes, other than true. Yeah. Neptune, Saturn thing, but that's more about. I think that's more about we get inspired by ideas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and there's a there's a um, aesthetic that we share. There's an aesthetic that we share. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And I love that moon because maybe we're channeling. Why not? Why not? What's that? <laughs> the moon in Pisces. Maybe we're channeling. Who knows? Well, I think I think there's well again there's the Saturn Neptune exactly conjunct. Yeah, that's exact. Like, so, so we are, as as again, as as a composite, our relationship is about spirituality. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for for you and me both, as, yeah. And as as a pair, you know, our our approach to this is not, you know, just we're going to predict what's going to happen to you. Yeah. It, we want to go deeper, and we want to talk about, you know. Not just the physical reality, but the the more esoteric or spiritual. Yes, that is true. And, that you know, is that's true. The moon as well in, in Pisces. It's that's where our comfort zone is as a, <laughs> in terms of communicating. Yeah. Yep. With you know in this relationship and out to others through astrology. Yeah. That's. But Venus is unaspected, basically. I mean, yeah. no traditional aspects. She's kind of out of orb with that square to the moon. Yeah, so she is. And she we've is. also got the sun is at zero Capricorn. And I've been looking at charts lately that have um, zero degrees or 29 degrees. And um, there is literature out there and astrologers that talk about how either end of a sign can have an element of chaos in it 
where well, it's not thing, quite, you know, yeah. The other thing with the zero degrees Capricorn is it's because it's a cardinal. Sun, yes, it's a pivot. Uh, it's part of that. They, they talk about the zero Aries point. Yes, exactly. And I've heard that it said that that is where you kind of have more influence on the world in a way. Ha. Huh. Yeah. Wow. We'll see. Yeah. Whereas the 29th is, yeah, that's usually pretty chaotic. And, and so, not that we're trying to, you know, be famous or anything, but... <laughs> heavens, uh, heavens forbid, heaven forbid. <laughs> but that Saturn rules that sign. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, it's almost like we, as a, as a, as a pair, because I individually, I don't think, you know, we would... Move or shake much, no. Doing as much. Um, <laughs> out there yeah I, I certainly wouldn't and so you know i think that's probably part of it in terms of almost a karmic kind of thing could be could be yeah, yeah. okay enough of us let's go on to something juicier I, the north nodes conjunct my son <laughs> oh it is it is oh so yeah so we're getting, we're, our north nodes getting, getting it is nice. it is yeah, we are. I mean, we're we're topical at this yeah. time in world history. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Jill decided to walk down a road with her kids. So the first I since I did the sinistry of yeah. their charts. Yeah. Last it, time before, um, why not? Because yeah, it makes when sense. When you're looking at at a relationship. You yeah. want to look at, you know, how the charts relate to each other. Yeah. That's important. Um, but as we're saying, the composite is a composite chart. It's how that, what that relationship itself is, which is a right. whole other animal. Yeah, you know, it's, exactly, it's exactly. It's unto itself. Yeah. So I thought, you know, the, and I, I have looked at it, I'm sure, over the years, but never in any great depth. Ah, so. Like a, not like a marriage where you kind of go, hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're looking at it every other day. Why the hell isn't this working? What's going on? Blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first up is her oldest daughter and herself, and I'll let you take it away. Okay, well, yeah, you know, there's, um, I think what catches my eyes is the uh, Neptune Venus sun conjunction. Oh. In yeah, second house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that does trine um, the moon. So yeah, yeah. That's really a helpful thing in a composite chart. Yeah, and and um, would be too with firstborn. Oh yeah, and you yeah. know I think it's it's even if there's conflict in other areas in the chart that shows up in within the relationship and there's likely to be because that's the nature of relationships yeah you need juice uh, there's this underlying juice. sense of but you know we know we love each other and it doesn't have to be spoken it's in you know the silent signs which are the water signs yeah <laughs> so it's an understanding it's just there it's, and that moon is conjunct jupiter oh in that is lovely lovely so yeah. yeah, it's um, interestingly enough too. It's like when I uh, got evicted and didn't know what the heck I was going to do. She stepped up and yeah. she and her husband bought this place so I could 
you know, not get evicted again and actually afford to rent in Victoria. So, you know, I mean, yeah, that's, huge. that's a very second house kind of thing of, and yes. sixth house in a way of, you know, taking care of one another. I mean, yeah, I did it as a single parent when he was little and kind of like, yeah, yeah we're there for each other, in other words. And yeah. so that, that sort of works within the relationship of that kind of caring and support is there. Yes, and exactly. We know it. And yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, but yeah, it's not without a certain amount of uh, challenge. The moon does oppose uh, Pluto. <laughs> Pluto, Uranus, yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, that, uh, yeah. And that can, Saturn it, is opposite yeah. the Chiron. and. Yeah, and yeah. Sun does square Saturn. And really, we have very different perspectives individually. Yes, uh, yeah. But as, as a you know, pair, as a couple, as a, uh, an entity itself, the relationship, you know, works. Yes, yeah. Well, it's got, the, it's got that connection that can, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Jupiter rules the fourth house, so there's foundation there. Of, yes. Yeah. of emotionally relating and yeah. yeah yeah getting getting each other even if we don't get each other on other in other ways <laughs> um, because our again this this the sun in scorpio you know her sun is in leo minds in aquarius so they right. are not to each other so yes. it throws this sign which is neither of us <laughs> yeah or uh, it, I'm, it's interesting. Or it could have, depending on the degrees of your sons, could have ended up in Taurus, which would have. So yeah, this takes it out yeah, of sort of that familial. Not exact, it's not an exact yeah. opposite. So this is this is where where it would land. Right. And also the Mercury there. Is, yeah, that's in the last degree. So that's yeah, well, it's, it's a little challenging, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Saturn is actually close to her ascendant, so. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's the challenge just there, but. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As, you know, it, it works because we are family, which is yeah. that moon. Right? Yes, yeah. And, and matters, moon Jupiter, yeah. And that ma matters more than anything. And, yeah. you know, we're not together to work in the outer world, you know. We, yeah, we don't no, exactly. To, much above the horizon and most of what is is you know in the 12th house Saturn's in the 11th and yeah not we're not always on friendly terms but <laughs> <laughs> you know so you know but we may yeah it works because yeah, yeah. okay yeah. okay so moving on to uh, daughter number two so what's the difference in eight you had them every two years Sorry? I don't remember. What's the difference in age between the two of them? A couple of years? My, my children were all born in August, three years apart. Three years apart. There you go. So, <laughs> okay, so composite with daughter number two. Very different looking chart. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Now, daughter number one is the Leo. The two younger ones are Virgos. So right, yeah. Individually, that makes a huge difference. Oh, it would, yes. And in terms of the composite chart, it throws the sun into Scorpio in each case. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh. Emotionally so, intense. Yeah. So again, we've got the Venus-Neptune Oh, move. yeah. 
conjunct, not as close conjunction, yeah. but again, but a very close trine between sun and moon. Yes, nice, very and nice. This time the moon's in the 11th, and there is more a feeling of, you know, friendship or, you know, zen. Yeah. With the eldest, I'd say. Uh-huh. Uh, and again, you know, it's water signs, so and family. It's very much family. Yeah, fourth house. Yeah. Sun's in the fourth house with Neptune and Mercury. And yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, and of course, in the first house, we have the Uranus-Saturn Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> Which speaks to, you know, the the era, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, and so, yes, there can be some upheaval and challenges there, but it, it trines Jupiter in the ninth. So philosophically, there's sort of a greater understanding that overrides any. Right. Okay. Any that, yeah, because that Jupiter's up there in the ninth and... Yeah, so there's there's a commonality, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and Mercury squares that Uranus, so you know we don't always agree on stuff, but yeah, we yeah. The Jupiter would would go. We can let uh, we can agree to disagree. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which uh, that's so, interesting, yeah. Yeah, and uh, of course Mars squares the Moon, so. There's a little juice there yeah, yeah. <laughs> within the relationship. And again, you know, it's it's a family relationship. It's not yeah. looking to be, you know, a 10th house kind of um, yeah. yeah, having the world necessarily recognize anything particularly about us. Yes. <laughs> As, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's uh and yeah, you got uh, nice Jupiter. And I would think too, with the um, uh, you know that Neptune Sun piece, even though well, it's Venus, Venus Neptune, even though it crosses a uh, a boundary yeah. there. But that there would be um, uh, you know sort of almost one could call it a psychic link there. There's this yeah, there's yeah. a psychic link, and also I think there's the spiritual connection that underpins everything. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that's, you know, because Venus and Neptune are so close there. And, yeah. And uh, so uh, when when you were, you know, doing the single mom thing, and so who nitpicked who? <laughs> so what did the two of you nitpick on? Like other oh. the other girls <laughs> or? <laughs> well, I think it was probably more about, you know our our own woundedness within ourselves. Oh, okay. Get triggered. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, as, you know, with Chiron in the seventh, it's yeah. I, I kind of think that that's you both demoed that same kind of wounding in detail. Yeah, well, I mean, you Easy. know, and in any family, you're going to have you know the epigenetic inherited. Yes stuff that gets passed down and you know we model what we learned in our family too so you know there's that and and also the situation you know uh, where you know the the marriage broke up so there was a lot of turmoil there yeah and and with that (laughs) son being in the fourth house that whole um 
yeah, the the family thing going through yeah. emotional turmoil. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, you can yeah. see that that's that's a potential. Was that uh, was that whole marriage thing showing up in the other one? I just scrolled back to daughter number one. So that was yeah. Sag. Actually, she took it way better, or the two of you together took it way better. Well, being the eldest, she was, you know, she was nine when things... Right, so she was a little older. She was a little older. And we certainly had mm, some conflicts uh, during all of that, because it was, uh, it's trauma for everyone. And I oh, yeah, no, it is. Well, and especially for kids, because it's not their choice. And I recognized as it was, you know, oh, unraveling, that I couldn't be there for them in the way I wanted to be, because... I was going through my stuff. Right. right. Yeah. And that I you know, I knew that was not good, but you can only deal with what you can deal with. So yeah. no, that's right. You know, that's and right. I did talk to them about it. And I don't know how much they got from that, but I did my best. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've often said with parents um, you know, I think the, the so social scenario is safe for their university and college. And I'm like, no, safe for their counseling. You know, because no matter no matter how hard you try, there's going to be something, <laughs> you know. And so, I don't know. And of course, every child is different. They are yeah. Each, oh, totally. They are each individuals unto their own right. So yeah, you don't look at them and say, you know, I'm going to make you in my image kind of thing. You know, it's very much a relationship, as are any other relationships, and you yep. get on better with some people than with others just by virtue of who you are. Yes. So, you know, the, the point of a relationship is to learn from one another and from the conflicts that do arise and from how to, how to work through that kind of thing, I think. Yeah. You know, that's, how we, that's how we grow. If you don't have any conflict, you... Well, exactly. The, the diamond does not get cut and shone to its brilliance without a little grit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so last daughter here again, another Virgo, Moon in Libra. So what did we get? Oh, very different looking one. Yep, yep, yeah. very different. Yep. Very different. Huh. Very Yep. Again, um, we have the uh, the Sun Neptune conjunction this time in Scorpio. Right. And Merc Mercury Venus, which Yeah. Yeah. It, she and I communicate more easily than <laughs> than either of the other two. I, you know, yeah. daughter number two is not too bad, and daughter number one, we're just so different. Yes, exactly. In, in how we think and and yeah, our, and all of that. So, the, daughter number three and I are more in alignment, I think, in that. And interestingly, you know, she's got Neptune right at the midheaven. I've got kind of right behind my ascendant needle. Right, yes, exactly. So there is that very strong Neptunian Piscean, because she's got Pisces rising. Right. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Neptunian-Piscean connection there that, you know, you wouldn't see in the in the separate natal charts so much but no no and yeah and that's the thing like sometimes you know you look at the uh, sinistry and you go huh and yeah yeah and then but yep together it creates something yeah yeah exactly yeah uh, and again you've got you know sun and moon trining each other yeah yeah because she's you know in august as well <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> Seemed to be my fertile time of year. Yes. <laughs> well, nine months before then, you mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Which the is winter. what? October. <laughs> no, no, more no. like November, December. November, December. The, the, the cold, the cold months. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so again, again, you know, Chiron is like a handle on Oh, bucket. yes, this one's quite strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, it's it's in Pisces, and the ruler is Neptune, so... Yeah. You yeah. know, there's a recognition of it, and, you know, I think there's more of a sympathy, empathy, understanding kind of thing yeah. there. Yeah, for both, going both ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we can talk about stuff, because that... That Venus, uh, Mercury, and Scorpio. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's... So that's Jupiter cool. in the sixth, um, you know, I mean, if you were to live together, it would probably work reasonably well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The daily well, thing, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. She's got, she's very Virgo, Virgo, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and, and Virgo and Aquarius stare across and, the chart and go, huh? Well, both of us actually are, you know, with that Neptunian piece, need our own space, our own yeah way to not to get away from other energies because we're yeah. both really sensitive yeah. emotion, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And again, you've got that, you know, this time Mars, Uranus, Pluto. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That squares the Jupiter, so there's there's juice there, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so one it, of the things we haven't talked about in because in this type of relationship, like the relationship uh, that business partners and things might have, um, and we did talk about this before we went on air, is will a composite chart favor one over the other? Um, and in, you know, like in a uh, parent-child relationship, uh, that becomes actually fairly important um, yeah, where yeah. you don't want one or the other dominating um, to a negative degree, I guess would be the way to put yeah, it. That as well as like who triggers what within that pair, right? Yes, yes, exactly. So where, where your planet, if it's hitting something directly, it may trigger something that, you know, you're not going to see necessarily in the natal combination. Uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So when, yeah. yeah, we I, talked about putting um, the composite chart and then putting, you know, each of the two people like on the outside yeah. wheel so that you could see if there was any direct contact. Yeah, and I've, yeah. I have done that uh, with, with composites over yeah. the years. I think that's actually, the more I think about it, that that is a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Uh, it, it, it gives, again, you know, I think people, if you're getting into doing astrology, get creative, get curious, and just, well, what happens if I look at it this way? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Because there's no right or wrong about any of this. You know, no. it's all no. perception and interpretation, as is our reality. Yeah. So we're all going to perceive things differently uh, through our own lens, but you can look at it from as many different angles as you can, and it just gives you more yeah. possibilities yeah. and perspectives on what you're looking at. 
So for oh, yeah. instance, the, one of the questions that um, I wouldn't mind going back and looking at the three daughter charts again is, so in this one, rules of engagement that Saturn, Jupiter, um, they trine by sign. And so I would think that in terms of you being the parent and that person being the child in this relationship, that coming to an understanding would have been pretty easy. Well, it also was the Mercury-Venus conjunct. Yeah, yeah. So let's look at the other ones. Okay, so Saturn in this one. This is daughter number two. It's in Virgo. Oh, and again, there's a trine here between Jupiter by sign, not by aspect. Well, actually, it does say by aspect as well. So again, you know, establishing the rules of engagement so that it works for both. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Lucky you with your kid. I can't picture, though, when they were all going through puberty. <laughs> I, I, t I take my hat off to you so much. <laughs> you know, it was interesting, actually. <laughs> their, their teenage years were actually not bad. Um, wow. Were, I'm, I am so impressed. <laughs> I mean, actually, you know, I always considered myself really lucky during that time, especially with my eldest, which, you know, didn't continue, you know, <laughs> through the late teens and 20s. But, um, <laughs> I was just going to say, because here the rules of engagement don't see each other. Jupiter yeah. does not see Saturn. Saturn does not see Jupiter. Yeah. So that didn't really erupt until she got a little older? Well, the eldest has, you know, if you look at her natal chart, she's got a square between Saturn and Pluto, um, which is kind of almost exact, I think. Um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, and, yes. and she's, she's one of those, you know, Saturn, like old soul kind of people. She's got Moon and Capricorn as well. Right. So yep. she yeah. she is she does like. Oh, exactly the same as mine. Oh, so do I echo like, her occasionally? <laughs> yeah. Well, she does like to have control. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so being a child is not her comfort zone. True. It, True. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know when when you've got a Capricorn Moon, you see yourself as the you know, and she probably. Well, and, and when the relationship kind of, uh, you just froze. Sort of yeah. Parental attitude that, you yeah, know, yeah. almost sees herself more as a parent than, yes. than yeah. me. And yeah. we did have some conflict, um, you know, especially when the, the relation, or my marriage was breaking up and she was acting out, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah. kids don't have had, the choice. We yeah. Actually a, we actually had a physical fight one time. It was oh. over something. Wow. Very, very small, yeah. but it was almost like I had to come out on top because she needed to know I was the parent, and it, and it seemed to help. It was weird because I'm not somebody who. No, I, you would you would be the last person on this I'm, planet. I, was, I don't like conflict at all. I don't, especially <laughs> physical or you know, really being aggressive. So that was not easy for me. But it it was just you know what happened in the moment and. Yeah. It seemed to establish like there is a boundary here, and you just crossed it, and that's not yep. okay. Yeah, yep. you know it's well, and and children actually, <laughs> I mean, we're we've gone through this whole parenting, um, uh, what do you want to call it? We've sort of we've trashed parenting and tried to rebuild it. I'm talking about generations after ours, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know we've swung to this whole. 
you know, the kid can do no wrong. They always get an award and, (laughs) you know, um, and the level of entitlement just got, went through the roof, um, you know, and, and it's still kind of pendulating back and forth in terms of, uh, what's good parenting. And the other thing I'm seeing also is the coming back to realizing that the singular family is not what it's cracked up to be. You know, we need community like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It takes a village kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is what, what's been lost in modern times. Yeah. nuclear family yes, the nuclear, nuclear family. family doesn't really isn't nuclear anymore so it's yeah it's yeah. really downhill um and you know there that generation that i was part of we, there were a lot of divorces a lot of yes i mean i remember going to school as a kid and, and we had some for, grade seven i think and we had some form we had to fill out and one of the girls said, put up her hand and said what do you put down if your parents are divorced and it was like oh <gasps> Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and yet my parents were separated. They never got divorced. So I never thought of them as divorced, right? Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was like nobody got divorced back then. No, you know, they was, didn't. They didn't, yeah. You know, you hung in there. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, fractured families. But the other thing you noticed in the composite, you got the moon opposite Pluto. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. This is... Moon Jupiter. So, yeah, yeah that's... You know, again, and and Saturn squaring the sun, so there is that control, like who's in control yeah, within who's the, who's in charge. Yeah. yeah. So and yeah, and Mars in in the fifth, which is unaspected, really, except for the North Node. So there, there's some in sort of con, yeah. uh, because it's conjunct the North Node, it's like that that conflict is is kind of it's like a creative conflict. It's in the fifth house for the relationship. Yeah. That it. It needs to happen for things to be created the way they need to be created, in a sense. I think. Yeah. 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 Huh. Anyways. Yeah. So yeah, you want to um, you know that opportunity then to check out what the relationship scenario is going to be like between you and your kids. That's yeah. I just it's interesting. I just did. Um, a reading for a family member who just, they just had their first child here back in uh, February. And um, yeah, it's I, it's a tricky thing to do to read children's charts for parents because of course parents are anticipating that their child A will be perfect and B nothing bad can ever happen to them. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you're kind of on a, you're, off-footed or however you want to put that when you even start to look at their chart but um, what is nice is being able to introduce them to the fact that this person is not a blank slate and that they have yeah yeah, they're gonna have ways of interacting in the world that if you understand them you can support them rather than thwart them and things like that well I think sometimes you can see in families where you've got like Everybody in the family has, you know, all earthy, watery, whatever, you know, yeah. uh, planets. And then you get this fiery child born into it. It's like they're going to douse that because yeah. it's not comfort zone, right? And they're not trying to. They're not yes, being mean. No, exactly. It's just that they don't get it, right? Yeah. So 
you get these combinations where people are dropped into families that like, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going on. And, and, you know, you, do, you feel like the fish out of water or the... Yes. Know, yeah. Whatever. And, and so, you know, again, when you're looking at... And, and I, it's hard to do a chart for a newborn child because you're looking at all potential. You have yes. nothing... Yeah, you yeah. don't know on which side of that Adult, potential. You can say, well, what happened when, back when this was yeah, trans? Yeah, yeah. This is kind of coming around again. You've got none of that. Yeah. So I think for me, it's always really important to look at the child in the context of the, the family. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. If, yeah, yeah. And if there's other siblings, even there's that. Yes. You know, because yeah. that's important oh. too. There. And it's speaking important. of siblings, like. Okay, so my next door neighbor, they just recently had a, a child um, last summer, um, and they already have two children who are, I think the age difference is about six years. And it's been interesting watching them react to the newbie, right? Because there is that age difference. And how quickly the newbie turned into like chump change, you know, it's like, wow, you know, there was all this excitement, anticipation, because they were old enough to get that, oh, a new person, and you know, and they were, but a year on, it's like, yeah, not so much, and yet the not child so itself, not so cute anymore, yeah, exactly, yet the child himself you- is like, it's got Sag rising, moon and Capricorn, it's like, I'm all right. I don't care what you do to me. I'm fine. <laughs> and and move with that satirizing. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, and the other thing is that it's, it's a bit like when you get a, a new puppy, everybody's gushing over it. Yes. You know, the puppy. And then, you know, nobody wants to take it for a walk because it's, <laughs> it's grown up. Like, yeah, it's like, we love the dog. But yeah. yeah it's yeah. Your, turn, your turn to take care of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, I think that's how often how siblings are with, and, you know, there's always some, some degree of sibling rivalry or. Oh, yeah. 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 Issues because, uh, you know, you're, you, especially, you know, if you're the eldest, you get replaced. Oh, that, uh, to me, that there's just nothing more cruel um, yeah. than yeah. that. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it. No, you, you can't. Yeah. And yet having an only child, often only children are like, we don't have any siblings, you know. It's like, <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> um, they always think it would have been better if they'd had siblings. But well, it, and, and, you know, being that sort of person who was, wasn't the only child, but, you know, was the only child because all yes. the others had married and left um, yeah. when I came along. But the there is a emotional development piece that you miss and it yeah, is yeah. one of my soapboxes that i that i will get up on whenever i meet a couple yeah. who say oh we're only going to have one i'm like no <laughs> don't do that to the child because to be able to see your parents interact with that other child that is a huge piece of information Oh, yeah. Right, and yeah. then just the skin that you have to develop if you have to wrestle with another sibling. I mean, both those pieces are, yeah, yeah. But essential. there is the interesting thing astrologically. I mean, from looking at my three children, yes, my eldest is the one with the Capricorn moon. Yes, and I'm so glad she's the eldest. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine how horrendous that would be 
for her to be the youngest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know? true, true. Yeah. You know, so, so it's always interesting to look at that as well. You know, you get some Capricorn that's born and they're the youngest. It's like, but I'm supposed to be old here. Yeah, um, yeah. They're all older, but somehow this little being is... Uh, <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. And that, 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 I'll have to watch that with my next-door neighbor. I mean, he's only a year old, so <laughs> it's going to be a while before. But he's in his moon right now, so yeah, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and you know, it'll be more dramatic for some than others. But as I say, yeah. I think my daughter's chart with the Le double Leo rising, or Leo Sun, Leo rising, and and the Capricorn Moon. You know, not yeah. only not only the oldest, but the queen. Right? The queen. <laughs> <laughs> the only Leo. The other two are Virgos, thank goodness, and. <laughs> And she's the eldest. So that yeah. worked out well, you know. Yes, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so the birth order is interesting from an astrological perspective. Yes. If you take that into consideration. The others, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're the youngest, you that and you've got somebody who's the eldest like that, it's like you're just a baby. It doesn't matter how old we are now. <laughs> she's still a baby. <laughs> Both in our forties, but you're still, you know, I still think of you as the kid. Yeah, you know, it's just, yeah. Like, and that's a complaint that my youngest has all the time. It's like, oh, and it's I'm growing up now. <laughs> well, it's interesting for her because she's the youngest of the three of my kids, but her dad went on, married somebody else, has two other daughters. Oh wow! So, so five, holy doodles. So she's got two younger siblings, but, you know, not from the same mother. Yeah. And, of course, she felt like chopped liver when they came along. So, oh, God. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, tricky, she does tricky. Have that, she does have that Neptune on the midheaven, Pisces yeah. rising. So there can be a bit of sensing and feeling like a victim sometimes. <laughs> Okay, well, um, we have successfully managed to yak our way through another hour. Oh, isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? <laughs> it was. It was. And thank you, Jill. And oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. So to our audience out there, just a reminder, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station, and I have managed to lose my music, so I can't even use it to go out with, which is awkward as heck. Anyway, um, we don't know what we're going to talk about next week. But no, we'll, we'll we, talk about something. <laughs> We're actually we, going to meet live and in person together in Victoria. Yay. We can talk about what we'll talk about next week. Exactly. So I'm going to hope that my music is on my old program. And it 